0: We're so glad you're here with us this morning, and we just want to lift up Jesus. That's really our desire is to lift the Lord, to glorify Him. So Lord, we come to you and we ask that all we say and do and sing and play, Lord, bring glory and honor to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Say to those who are fearful
1: hearted Do not be afraid the Lord your
0: God will come And with his mighty arm
1: When you call on his name He will come and save come and say say He will surely save you He will come and save you He will come and save you Say to the weary one Your God will surely The day of trouble, he is our shelter in the time of storm, he is our tower in the
0: day of sorrow, a fortress in the time of war.
1: He will come and save you, he will come and save. Hey Should he come, he will come and save you, he will come and save you, he will come and save you lift up your eyes to him, you will arise again, he will come and save you. Lift up your eyes to him, you will arise again, he will come and say Lift up your eyes to him. He will arise again. He will come and save you. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
0: So if you came and you were weary or brokenhearted, God can save you. Amen.
2: Hallelujah.
0: <laughs> Going get, to gonna get over it today. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord.
1: stars in the sky and you know them by name. You are amazing, God. Yes, hallelujah. All-powerful, untamable, all we fall to our knees and we humble. These storehouses laden with snow. Who imagined the sun and gifts source to its light It conceals it to bring us the cruelness cool of life None can fathom, indescribable, I can you place the stars in the sky and you know them by name. You are amazing God. Yes, hallelujah. How powerful, untamable. our yes. strong we fall to our knees and we heartily proclaim. You are amazing God. It's indescribable. Yes. Indescribable, uncontainable. uncontainable, you place the stars in the sky and you know them by name, you are amazing God, Yes, Hallelujah. incomparable, incomparable, unchangeable, you see the depths of my heart and you love me the same, you are amazing. Yes, you are. Hallelujah. You are amazing, God. You are amazing, God. Yes. Yes.
0: Hallelujah. Lord, you are. You are amazing.
1: Jesus longs to meet you. There He is calling. He is calling. He is waiting. Jesus longs to meet you. There. You're a- all-
3: Lord, let that be the cry of our heart this morning, that you would be all that we want, Lord, because we know that without you, nothing makes any sense in this world. All the things that glitter and glisten and shine and attract our hearts, they cannot, will not, will never be able to fulfill or satisfy us. Only you, Lord, it's only in you that we can be satisfied, You are all that we want. You're all that we need. You're all that we've ever needed. Thank you for that moment that I figured out that that's what I needed. That I had a God-sized shaped hole in my heart and that only you could fill it, Lord. I don't ever want to forget that moment that I... I gave myself to you that first time and just said, yes, you're all I've ever wanted. You're all that I've ever needed. You're the one. You're the one that can fill this hole in my heart. So, Lord, I thank you today that you're here. You're here to reveal yourself to us, Lord. You're here to give us your presence so that we can... Experience you and all of your goodness and glory, Lord. We can experience you, see you, and know you. You invite us to come. I thank you for that, Lord. You are good this morning, Lord. You are so good. Mm. Can we sing that again? Yo! Thank you Lord that you are near. Hallelujah. you are near. you are here this morning. you are here right now. We rejoice in that Lord. I thank you for thank you for being here Lord. without you all that we do is meaningless. If we don't experience you, all that we're doing here is just it's just an exercise. It's just an activity. but when you show up everything has changed. Lord everything is different. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. I want to read you a passage from Psalms and this is uh, Psalms 20. May the Lord answer you in the day of the trouble. May the name of the God of Jacob defend you. May He send you help from the sanctuary and strengthen you out of Zion. You understand this is the sanctuary, right? May He send you help from the sanctuary strengthen you out of Zion. May he remember all of your offerings and accept your burnt sacrifice. Selah, just think about that. May he grant you according to your heart's desire and fulfill all your purpose. We will rejoice in your salvation and in the name of our God, we will set up our banners. May the Lord fulfill all your petitions. Now I know that the Lord saves his anointed. He will answer him from his holy heaven with the saving strength of his right hand. Now some trust in chariots, some trust in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. They have bowed down and fallen, but we have risen and stand upright. Save, Lord. Save, Lord, and may the King answer us when we call. So Lord, today... Save us today, Lord. Answer us when we call. We all come with uh, various things in our lives that we need help with, Lord. And I just ask that, that you hear our cries today. Save us, Lord. Hear us today. Meet us at our point of need. Change us in your presence, Lord, that we would go out of this place different than we came in. Help us to lift our voices and lift our hearts and worship you with everything that we are this morning. And I know if we do that, You will come and inhabit the praises of your people. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you for that now. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's worship.
2: Amen.
1: To worship. Yes. Come now is the time you are God, one day every knee will bow, till the greatest treasure remains my those Oh, God Come One day every tongue Will confess you, our God One day every knee will bow Still the greatest treasure remains For those who gladly choose you now Willingly we choose to surrender our lives. As you are, to. are.
0: Just as you are, warts and all, amen.
1: Hallelujah.
0: I've got a few bumps and bruises. <coughs> Hit a few chords wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Our king is so gracious.
2: Yes, hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah. Jesus. Hallelujah. Worship him this morning. good. God is good. God is good.
2: Thank you Jesus. Hallelujah.
0: Amen. Hallelujah. Open the eyes of my heart,
1: Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you. Yes. Make it your prayer. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you. To see you high and lifted up, shining in the light of your glory. of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you. To see you high and lifted up. Shining in the light of your glory. For after power and again God is great. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you Jesus. Glory! Yes. Thank you Jesus.
0: Glory, 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 glory,
1: glory. Hallelujah. Thank you Jesus. Amen. Yes. Thank you Jesus. <sighs>
0: all in my eyes, oh Lord, forgive me, and I have
1: believed in a lie, that you were unable to help me,
0: but now, oh Lord, I see my
1: wrong. do
3: He is worthy this morning. Reminded of the scene in heaven where the 24 elders are all casting their crowns. The angels and all the heavenly hosts are worshiping, and they're saying, "Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was, and is, and is to come. He is worthy of all glory, honor, and praise." Hallelujah. They're casting their crowns before Him. They're they're bowing down. They're Jesus. shouting His name, and they're praising Him throughout all eternity. Thank
2: you, Jesus.
3: That's going on continuously, Hallelujah. and we come together like this morning. We join in with what is going on in heaven. And we are part of Jesus' model prayer when he said, Your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. When we join in and become part of that heavenly host that is worshiping, lifting and exalting the name of our God. So Lord, this morning, we choose to honor you with everything that we do. We choose to enter in. We come before you. Humbly, Lord, knowing that We don't have to beg and yet we know we're undeserving except for the blood of the Lamb. The blood of the Lamb has made a way. It's a new and living way that we can come into your very presence. Lord, we thank you this morning that you have invited us. You've asked everyone to come. Not everyone has said yes, but those who have, they are changed. In a moment, when they say yes to you, they're changed. And then they have the the freedom and the right, the privilege, the honor to come to you with every need, to walk right into your very presence and bow before you and say, here I am. I'm broken. I'm messed up. I've got issues. And we know that you always hear us. You always extend your grace and your mercy to us. When we don't deserve it, you give us what we don't deserve. (laughs) You give us your love and your mercy. And what we do deserve, thank
2: you, Jesus. death for our sins,
3: you give us life and yes. freedom from the thank bondage you, that we were held in. Hallelujah. I thank you, Lord, that your mercy and grace are so thank amazing. You, yes. We can't comprehend yes. it, we can't understand yes. it, and yet thank you, Jesus. you've invited us to come Hallelujah. and to experience you, to see you as you are, thank you, Jesus. so that we can know your great love for us, to know your goodness that abounds towards us. Lord, I thank you this morning that you're pouring that out on us. And I just invite you, just breathe in from the presence of the Lord because he is here this morning. He is here and if you have a need, you can, you can have your your physical need met right where you stand, right where you sit, right where you are at home. It doesn't matter because there is no distance with the presence of God. He is everywhere. He knows everything. He sees everything. And he's all powerful. He can do everything. There is nothing impossible for him. And there's nothing impossible for those who believe. Thank
2: you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So I just
3: invite you now. Hallelujah. Cast down your fears. You. Cast down your doubts. Lay them before the foot of the cross and say, here I am, Lord. I've got this problem, I've got this issue, I've got this struggle, I have this need. Through the time of worship, I realize that I need to ask you to forgive me, Lord, of this this area of my life that I've not surrendered to you. Whatever your situation may be, this is the time for you to present that need to the Lord. You're at the throne of grace in your heart and in your mind right now and just present those needs to him and say here I am Lord I receive what I need from you the psalmist says the Lord opens his hands to those who ask and when we come and we open our hands to him and say I need something it says he fills our hands with good things he doesn't withhold anything from those who love him so Lord, this morning, we we just come in our weakness, our frailty, our, our humanity, and we put it all before you. We just say, Here we are. We need you. Need you in all your fullness, all of your glory, all of your goodness. I need that mercy that's fresh and new every day. I need your forgiveness. I need you to reassure me, Lord, what you stated clearly in your word my sins and my iniquities, you will remember no more. You've taken away my reproach. You've taken away my shame. You've taken away my guilt because, Lord Jesus, you bore all that on the cross. Remind me of that this morning so I don't, I don't try to take up my guilt and shame anymore. You've already taken it. It's gone. As far as the east is from the west, you've removed it from me. Help me to see that, Lord, that I don't have to look back at my past and and think about who I was or what I did. I need to look at you, look at your face, and look at the future and say, my future is in you, Lord. My hope is in you. My eyes are on you. And you are my help. You're my redemption. Thank you, Lord. Breathe in this morning what the Lord is, is pouring out of his spirit. Whatever need you have, right now is the time. Just receive. Thank you, Jesus. Wanting to remind us of something this morning, it's it's coming into the time of year when everything is coming to life. Things are turning green and blooming and sprouting. New life is coming. Babies are being born. With all the birds and animals, and I think God is saying to us, "This is a new season for you as well. It's a new time." This is a time that we need to be singing a new song. We need to be looking at our lives and at the future from a different mindset, from a different perspective, not one of gloom and doom or fear or doubt or anxiety or, or uh, hopelessness. But we need to be looking at our future, the eyes of a hopeful believer. One whose hope is in Christ. One who has their eyes on the prize. Like Paul said, I'm, I'm laying down all that stuff in the past. I don't count it worth anything. And I don't count myself to have apprehended or, or to achieved or reached it. But I am pressing forward. I'm moving on. My eyes are on the prize. And I'm pressing in towards that mark, that, that goal. The high calling of God in Christ Jesus this morning the Lord is speaking to each one of us and saying this is a new time you are a new creation and I'm making all things new in you receive believe and walk it out don't doubt but walk it out in faith knowing that God will do what he says he will do Thank you, Lord, for your promise this morning that you will never leave us or forsake us. You're with us. Your power is displayed throughout all the universe, Lord, and as we see the grass growing and the trees blooming and we see all the things happening in in your creation, Lord, let those be daily reminders to us that you are performing your good word in our lives and we can trust you just as we can trust that the sun is going to rise in the morning and set in the evening we can trust in your faithfulness thank you, Jesus. you are faithful and you are justified in doing everything that you want to do in our lives even though we may think we don't deserve it you are justified in doing it because you alone are God and everything you do is right and just thank you, I thank you for that promise Lord Seal that word in our heart, so that we, that we can trust you that we can walk with you every day with our heart and our eyes fixed on you knowing that you're with us and you're going to take care of us and together hand in hand with you there's not anything that we can't walk through, there's not anything we can't overcome, there's not anything that is impossible for you Thank you for that promise, Lord. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, God bless you, and thank you, guys. Amen. We're in Colossians chapter 2, verse 1 through, we're going to read, we're going to read 1 through 5, but I don't know how far we're going to get. For I want you to know what a great conflict I have for you and those in Laodicea and for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh, that their hearts may be encouraged being knit together in love and attaining to all riches of the full assurance of understanding to the knowledge of the mystery of God, both of the Father and of Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Now this I say, lest anyone should deceive you with persuasive words. For though I'm absent in the flesh, yet I'm with you in the Spirit. And I'm rejoicing to see your good order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. So Paul is kind of continuing uh, from chapter 1. And he says... I want you to know. I want you to know this great conflict that I have personally. And uh, that word "know," if you got your notes there, it's uh, it does mean to know, but it also it's a little more specific than that. Is to be aware of a a fact or specific piece of information, to possess knowledge or information about, or to know how to be skilled in something. So when Paul says, "I want you to know," he doesn't. He doesn't just simply mean I want you to know it. I mean, I want you to be able to do this sort of thing yourself. I want you to have the skill to be able to do this same thing. And what is that thing? To be in conflict. Seems kind of an odd thing to say, but the word conflict is uh, it's a little more involved than what we just think of. You could, you could translate that word some other ways, but it's a contest or a struggle To meet, as in to meet and watch the Olympic Games or something, uh, to be uh, in an effort or to have an anxiety, a great anxiety. So Paul was saying, I want you to know what a great conflict, what a great anxiety, what a great struggle I'm having in my passion for you guys because some of you have never met me. Some of you have never seen me and yet I am praying for you. I'm praying for you all the time. I am lifting you up. I am burdened for you. I'm watching out for you even though I'm not there physically. I am watching out for you. I've got this great conflict. We need to have a little bit of conflict like that in our lives that we would be passionate about one another. Passionate about Lost people in the world that we see every day as we go along, passionate so that that we don't just think about people when some crisis comes up and you know they put it on the prayer blog. How about if we just prayed for one another all the time? How about if we just thought about each other all the time and and every time we see each other we just be wanting to say, man, you know I love you and I I want to encourage you. I was praying for you the other day and and uh, and God gave me this word. I want to share it with you. You know, it's okay to do that. That's what Paul was saying. I got this great conflict because I'm not with you. Man, I'd like to be with you. I'd like to be there with you, but I'm not with you, but I'm going to keep praying for you and I'm going to keep asking God to do all these things in your life that he would reveal himself to you so that, that you would understand more about who he is and that will help your walk with him. That's the great conflict that Paul had. He said, I've got it for you. I have it, I possess it, I've got it in a concrete or an abstract sense, either one. I mean, I'm, I am there. Either way, it can be literal, it can be uh, physical, it can be all of it. Because I understand that you guys have needs. And I am praying for you, I am with you, even though I'm not with you physically, I'm with you. That's what Jesus told us, right? He said, I'm going to the Father, and I'm preparing a place, but I'm not just going to leave you alone like orphans. I'm sending my Spirit, the Comforter. He's going to be there, and He's going to lead you and guide you into all truth. He's going to be there for you, and I'm going to be with you always, even at the very end of the age. That's what Jesus does, and we're supposed to be like Jesus. So even though we can't physically be everywhere at once, we can pray for one another. We can think about one another. We can encourage one another. And, and the Lord wants us to be more involved in that. We are members of a body. We're members one of another. So if you have a member of your body that is in pain, all the rest of the members know about it because it's saying,
1: oh, 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 oh.
3: You know, every, every other part of your body is aware of that pain. If you've got one part of your body that's wanting to sing and shout, all the rest of your body knows, you know, because they're kind of going along begrudgingly, okay, you know. Uh. I mean, we're part of a body. We are just one part, each of us, but when we come together as the whole, it becomes something much more significant. And so this whole thing about being in a great conflict that's the significance of that, is that we are connected. We have to be connected. And now more than ever, I mean, we have gotten in this in this nation, the body of Christ has become fragmented because of differences of opinion about some doctrinal things, differences of opinion about a lot of cultural things. There, there are all these issues of life. And there are some churches that are embracing, you know, what the world is saying. There are some churches that are that are saying no way, and then there are some that are this one they do and that one they don't. and We're fragmented. But we need to have a unity in what we believe and what we say, how we present, because the light that we are supposed to be is supposed to be the light, not a bunch of different lights. We're not supposed to have a bunch of different voices. It's supposed to be a voice that is being spoken by a bunch of different mouthpieces. That's the way it's supposed to be. But we have we've become so fragmented that we need to get back to to more what Jesus tells us to be and do. And we need to see what Paul is saying here because he's saying "I, I get it man, you guys, you're going through issues, you got problems, you got struggles you got real life issues and I can't be with you there in person but I'm writing this letter to you telling you that I'm praying with you I'm supporting you, I'm with you And I'm going to give you some advice. I'm going to give you some counsel. I'm going to encourage you so that you can can move forward and be successful in your relationship with the Lord. Now Paul said he... Oh, by the way, on have, I like that last part there. Have means to wear. So Paul is is saying, "I'm, I'm wearing it. I'm wearing it for you. I am wearing your burden I'm wearing your need I'm wearing your issues and I am making it part of my life I'm taking it upon myself just like Jesus did Jesus said I'm taking your sin and I'm and I'm going to bear it and because Jesus did that we can come freely into his presence Paul said many have not seen my face in the flesh and that word face you know it does it does mean you know this thing up here in the front of your head you know physically but it also means the the, uh, the idea of in person a lot of you uh, you probably wonder about that we sing songs about Lord I just want to see your face and I just want to uh, you know I, I don't seek stuff I just seek your face and you know if you don't think about that, right? You might be thinking about just seeking a face, you know? And that's not really what that means. It means his person. I mean, that's, that's how we, we relate to him. That's how we relate to one another. When you think of one of your friends or brothers in the Lord, in your mind, you know, you're, you've visualized their face. Hopefully, you're not visualizing some other part of their body. You know, hopefully, you're visualizing their face. But you, you recognize that when you think of them, you are thinking of them as a person, not just their name or just their face. You're thinking of the whole being that they are, everything about them. And so, Paul, he was saying, some of you guys haven't gotten to actually experience me in person, but you're getting to know me because I'm, I'm sending these letters to you. And you're learning what I'm saying, what I'm doing. And this word flesh, it's a physical body, but it also, it's the same concept of in person. It's, it means that it is a person, who they are. And yeah, you're made up of flesh, but you're also a human being. And when you think of it as a whole, the Bible refers to flesh, and, and it's the same word, sarks. And it can mean your physical flesh. It can mean your fleshly nature. And it can also just mean you as a person. Or it, it can be like a piece of meat, even. I mean, it, it, the word is used for many things, just like like we would use the word meat. You know, you've got meat on your bones. We also eat meat. And uh, we talk about, man, there was some meat in the word today. That was good. You know, I was really feasting on that. I mean, look, we use words like that in the same way that the original uh, biblical language did. There are various shades of meaning, and uh, that's part of why we're doing this, because I want you to understand that some of the words that, that you read over, there are ways you can look at it that kind of change the meaning and the application of some of the verses. That your, their hearts may be encouraged, knit together in love. And heart is another word that's the same way. It's cardia. It is the physical heart that beats in your chest. But it's also the sum of a person's thoughts. It's your mind. It's your volition. It's your emotion. This knowledge of right from wrong. Your conscience It's understood as the heart. Your heart. When you say, I love you with all my heart, that is your inner man. That is, basically, it's you. That's what makes you up as a person. Uh all of who you are and that word it's, it's the same way with it, it can be a physical heart or it can be the emotion or it can be you as, a, as an entire being and so when we say Lord I love you with all my heart I hope you are thinking in terms of your entire being who you are, everything that you are, not just Boom! 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 You know that little part of you, the the part that becomes emotional. You know when you're with your sweetheart, or or when you you have a a happy moment, and you're thinking, "Oh, isn't life great?" You know I love this, having a good a good heartfelt moment. When you love God with all your heart, it will do something to you, and it will make you different. It will make you change because when you commit yourself in that way, you will want to do the things that please him. Just like you should want to do the things that please your spouse. You should want to do the things that please your children and grandchildren and friends and your employers. I mean, we have that ingrained into us and yet sometimes I think in the spiritual realm it's like we, we separate all that and we don't follow through and do things the same way in the spiritual realm as we do in the physical and the natural. If you had an employer, and most of us have had an employer, that had certain expectations and you know what they are and you just decide, I'm not going to do them, how's that going to work out for you? Not Not too good, that's right. But on the other hand, if you know what your employer's expectations are and you're thinking, okay, if I'm supposed to do 10 of these, well, if I do 15 of them, they're going to they're gonna think I'm great. They're going to be happy. If I'm supposed to do 15 of them, I'm going to do 25. You know? or, or maybe it's, you know, if I come 10 minutes early and stay 10 minutes late, you know, they won't ever have any reason to question my, my faithfulness. Maybe it's, it's as simple as just knowing that they like a soft drink or something. So when you go to lunch, you bring them back a soft drink and say, hey, I was thinking about you. You're doing something that pleases them because you want to. Not necessarily because you're trying to get something, but just because you really want to please them and make them happy. That's the way we ought to do things in the spiritual realm, not because we're hoping to get something. You know, you jerk out your money and put money in the offer, and you're thinking, man, I'm going to give, but I know God's going to bless me and give me back. You know, I don't know. you need to be just giving because it's in your heart. I want to give because I want to give, and when you see someone on the street and you give them money, you know don 't be don't be putting strings on it if you want to give, just give and if you see them go right to the liquor store or whatever you know, don't don 't sweat it that 's not your problem. you give because you want to give, you do because you want to do, and you do it because you want to please now i 'm not telling you to be a men pleaser i 'm just saying. You can think about that in the, in the natural senses that we all deal with and it will help you understand what we're supposed to do with the Lord. With our relationship with the Lord, it ought to be the same way. We ought to want to do things for Him just because it's in us to want to please Him. Not because we're doing an obl- obligation. You know, if I don't do this, He's going to get me or He's going to punish me or He's going to withhold His love from me. Aren't you glad God doesn't do that? You know, in the natural, we all know people that will withhold approval or love or respect or something from you if you don't do the things that they want you to do, if you disappoint them or you mess up. I'm so glad that God is not like that. You know, because we'd, we'd pretty much be doomed if we was. Because we, we do mess up. We do make mistakes. We do fall short. But the the amazing thing, though, is that God's love, it goes beyond all of that. And he just loves us because he loves us. It's not because of what we do or because of what we don't do. It's not because we get it right or we get it wrong. It's not really even that we try. It's because he loves us. And it never changes. Now, does that mean that we shouldn't try? No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that his love is unconditional. It's not based on your performance. Woo-hoo! We ought to get excited about that. It's not based on your performance. Now, you know, your rewards with your employer might be based on your performance. Your rewards in the spiritual realm... It's really not so much based on your performances. It's based on your relationship. Because when you commit yourself to the Lord and you give yourself more fully to Him, as you walk with Him, you become closer. You become more like Him. It's not because you're doing more stuff. It's because you are becoming more spiritual in your basic makeup. And as you become that way, that's where your rewards come from. That's how God blesses us when we become more like Him, when we put ourselves in a position to receive what He's pouring out. I view it like this. So you're 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 here in your life and God is pouring blessings out from heaven. They're just showering down all the time. And you're either receiving them or you're walking around with an umbrella that's that's shedding them and you're not receiving them. That's your choice. The blessings are coming all the time. They don't stop. And it's not conditional of what you're doing. It's just whether you're going to receive them or not. Whether you're going to position yourself. If you see the showers coming down, I mean, you ought to go get under the showers, right? You don't want to stand here when the showers are over there. Go get under the showers. Where God is blessing, that's where you need to go. That's what Moses said. If you're not going to go before us and you're not going to prepare the way, you're not going to do it. I don't want to go. I don't want to be there. If you're not there and you're not the one doing it, we need to be that same way. We need to get on board with what God is doing. and say, okay, I'm in. I'm right there. If you're moving, you're pouring it out right there, that's where I'm going to be. I don't want to be over here where there's nothing happening. I want to I want to find out where you are and I want to position myself right there where it just... It just flood me like a like a firehouse. Just coming down the whole time. I don't want a little trip dip 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 drink I want to <laughs> I mean I, I want to guzzle it. Yes. I wish y'all could see this hog I have. He is he's I mean he's huge. I mean he's like a thousand pounds. I mean I'm not I'm not exaggerating. I've had a vet tell me it was twelve hundred pounds. Anyway, so he's really big. You can take a three quarter inch water hose, I mean, just turn it wide open, stick it up and he just, <laughs> and just go, I mean, he doesn't even, I mean, for like three minutes, he'll just go straight. He won't, he doesn't cough or, or spit or, he just guzzles. That's the way we ought to be with God pouring out his love and mercy and goodness on us. We ought to just be guzzling it down all the time. We don't want to be under a drip. We want to be under the flow. And that's, our, that's our responsibility. Find out where the flow is. Find out what God's saying. Get in tune with what the Lord is saying and doing. Don't just do your own thing. I tried that. It didn't work too good. Get in tune with what God's saying and doing. So, Paul says he wants your heart to be encouraged. And if you're wondering, I got those two out of order in the notes there, if you're looking at those notes. But be encouraged. It means to to be comforted, to be or become consoled for your sorrow or distress. It also means to call near, to call to one side, to instruct, to teach, to strengthen. So when Paul says, I want your heart to be encouraged, I want your inner man, I want you, you as a person, your entire being, I want you to be strengthened taught. I want to call you to me and to the Lord so that we're all connected the way we're supposed to be. I'm calling you. I want you to be encouraged. I want you to be consoled and strengthened. I don't want you to just stay the same old way that you are. I say that a lot, but I really mean it. You know, we, you don't need to be the same way. You need to be changing all the time. And the right kind of changes, you know, changing the right way. All the time, we need to be changing, becoming that person that God has called us to be. And that's what Paul's saying. I, I want you to be encouraged. I want you to be, I want you to be changed. I want you to be taught. I want you to be uh, called. I want you to experience the calling of God in your life, so that you'll know what He's saying to you. You'll know what He's got for you. He's calling you to His side. I want you to know that. He's saying, come right here. Walk with me. This is the way I'm going. Walk right here with me. And you'll experience all of God's fullness and blessing in your life. Knit together. Being knit together. He wants, he wants you to be knit together. That means to be unified. To be or become formed or combined into a whole. To coalesce. That's a big word coalesce. I hear that from politicians sometimes, you know. Yeah, we're hoping to have this coalescence. And uh, I'm thinking, that's a bunch of bull. You guys aren't hoping for any kind of unity. You're just hoping to keep infighting and, and stalling and all that. But it, this word, to be knit together, it, it means to be unified, to be brought together, to be like from many pieces, to be brought into one. And that's what the Lord wants. He wants us, to be brought together spiritually so that we're not just uh, an individual, but we are part of a whole. And we know that. We're not just, we don't just know it up here, but, I mean, we know it in our hearts. And And when you go through a difficult time, that's really significant to know that you're part of a body. And I, I can look around and I can see numerous people who have said those very things. You know, I've, I've been through this, and yet I never really felt alone because I felt like y'all were, were there with me, supporting me and caring for me. And uh, that's what Eddie is sharing about our prayers. He said, man, we can, we can just feel, you know, the power of your prayers. And so that's the significance of that. Being knit together, it means that you are part of a whole. You're not just out there on your own by yourself. And that's, that's really important to know, especially when you go through difficult times, challenging times. When you're out there all alone, in the dark, and you get all tense and anxious and nervous. How many of you like darkness? You like being in the dark? I don't really like it either. But man, I've got to say, I have learned a lot of things about about doing stuff when you have animals. You know, you go out there in the dark and... uh, if you don't have enough light, or you're not looking close enough, you'll you know you'll trip, or you you step in something, or you you get spider webs in your eyes and hair. And uh. the other day, I anyway, I got a bunch of little baby pigs, and and I was I fixed some things. When it got cold, I fixed some things over the doors of their little houses so that not so much air was coming in and out. So you have to duck, you know, to go under. And when I was coming back out, I had this little headlamp on, and one of those little pigs, I mean, it's just like a week old, you know, and I didn't want to step on it. It was, it was walking through the door, and the mama was over here, you know, I was trying to make sure she wasn't going to bite me or do something, and the little pig was walking, and I was walking, and like, you know, what I mean? it's like, oh, man, I, I mean, it about knocked me out. I, it really hit my head hard on that thing. If you're not... If you're not walking the light and you're not seeing where you're going, you can get hurt. And if you're alone and all by yourself and there's no one to say, Hey, look out! You're fixing to hit your head! Duck! You know, I mean, some bad things can happen to you. There is a reason that we are a body. There is a reason that we're not alone. We're not meant to be alone. We are created to be part of a herd, so to speak. You know, like... Like goats and sheep, you know, the Lord talked about goats and sheep a lot. They are gregarious. That means they want to be in groups. They don't like to be alone. I used to have some goats. And you take one, you separate it, and it would just cry and cry and cry because it doesn't want to be alone. It wants to be with the herd. The problem with us is we want to be with a herd sometimes and sometimes a herd may be going the wrong way. That's why you got to be part of the body of Christ because that herd hopefully is going the right way. And I believe it is. I just believe we are not where we ought to be as the universal body of Christ. We've come a long ways and we've made some errors along the way. And I think God is calling us now to, you know, to come back and to be restored I think there's a spirit of repentance that's falling on the body of Christ in the United States. And when we begin to respond in large enough numbers, I think God's going to heal and and cleanse this land and things are going to be changed. But the body of Christ has to make changes because judgment begins in the house of the Lord. And as we begin to make the changes and the corrections to our path, then the Lord can do the bigger thing in this nation. So, you want to be knit together, but you don't want to just be knit together because it has to be in love. If it's not in love, then you're just, you're just doing your own thing still. You're doing it for your own selfish reasons or for what you can get out of it, or you're doing it for what's going what's gonna to help you go up the ladder of success or you know, whatever you might be thinking. But if you do it for love, you're not thinking about what you're going to get. You're doing it for the fact that you want to be able to love other people and do things for other people. And in return, when you're part of that body and you're doing it out of love, you'll receive love. And you'll receive all the things that you need, hopefully, even though that's not why you're joined up to the body. I mean, you don't have any choice, really. If you're a believer, you are part of the body, just like your physical body. It doesn't matter if you're... Toes want to be part of your body or not. They are part of your body. And if you don't have toes, you know, you can't keep your balance. I mean, if you don't have toes, you just tend to fall flat on your face. It's it's kind of scary. Years ago, I knew a lady that didn't have any toes and she had to be really careful when she walked because she would fall forward. You need your toes. You need your thumbs. Because how can you do this? You don't have a thumb, right? (laughs) Now, you know, it's hard to grip anything without a thumb. Matter of fact, that's what they did. uh, Joshua, he cut thumbs off of of kings that he defeated because you'll never be able to grip a sword again with no thumb. Pretty well disarmed him. You need your body parts. So we need one another. We need to be unified together. And it needs to be in love. God loved us. He first loved us, and that's why we can love Him. It all needs to be done out of love. So we're going to talk about His riches, the great wealth, the abundance of material possessions and resources. Paul says, Your heart will be encouraged, being knit together in love, attaining to all riches, to all riches, the abundance of resources. And I think that's uh, a pretty good way to think about that because, you know, God is not limited to just a physical healing or a spiritual cleansing or healing or, you know, giving you a, a financial blessing. God's not limited in any way. He has an abundance of resources that he wants to pour out on us. That, that is the riches that we're talking about. Everything that God has, he's, he's laying out there and saying, this is for you. Because you're my child, all I have, I give to you. That's even better than uh, than King uh, Agrippa or whoever it was that said about John the Baptist. You know, he, he had the Herod, Herod. That's who it was. So the, the lady danced, and it pleased him so much. He said, "I'll give you anything." He went up to the half of my kingdom. Half of my kingdom. She said, "Well, I just want John the Baptist's head." It's like, oh man. But because he made the promise, he went ahead and did it. But when God makes that promise, he doesn't say up to the half of my kingdom. He says, everything I got, it's yours. You have access to everything that I have, who I am. You are part of it. We are one. I am am in you. You are in me. We are one. Everything I have, the abundance of resources. So when situations come along in your life and you're thinking, oh man, how am I going to make it through this? What you're thinking is, I've got this amount of money in the bank or I've got this many hours or I've got this much time or I've got this much physical strength. But God is saying, I've got an abundance of resources. Anything that you need. How about you just trust me instead of relying on your own strength? Our, our problem is that we don't see the greatness of our God. We see the greatness of our, of our struggles. And it's all about our perception. The bigger God is, the smaller our issues become. And if we can make our issues seem small in God's eyes, then God seems even greater in our eyes. And the greater God is in our eyes, the easier it is for us to believe him. But when we look and we see our problem, we see God, and we say, Well, they're really not, you know, they're not that much different. Their problem is so big, it's just, I don't know if God can do this or not. There is our problem. It's that we have a limited view of God. We need to see the abundance of resources that God has and has made available to us. And then Paul says that you'd have full assurance, complete confidence. So when you know the abundance of resources available you can have complete confidence a confidence that is full and complete in someone or something it's a complete certainty you're not thinking in terms of well i hope so or i'm I, you know maybe it'll work out i mean you can have complete confidence you can have a certainty you can say i know without any doubt that god is going to keep his word he's going to be faithful Because everything he has, he has made available to me. He has an abundance of resources. I have the riches, and I can have full assurance, complete confidence, knowing that he's going to do what he said he would do. Just like you know in the morning, the sun's going to come up. Oh, by the way, when it's a cloudy day, you may not see the sun, but it still comes up, doesn't it? And it still goes down in the evening. Every day, it comes up, it goes down. Every day, it comes up, it goes down. Doesn't matter if you see it or not. It's still happening. That's the way God's faithfulness is. It's happening every day, whether you see it or not. And when you go through your struggle, and when it's all said and done, maybe it didn't work out the way you were hoping or expecting, but you made it through, and you can look back and you can say, well, yeah, God's grace really is sufficient. I made it through. I didn't think I was, didn't think I could, didn't think it could be possible. And look at here, I made it through. Worship team, y'all can come back. He wants us to understand. He wants us to understand, to comprehend. It's the ability to understand the meaning or importance of something or the knowledge um, required, acquired as a result. It's insight. It's a mental putting together or a flowing together. So, The Lord wants us to understand. He wants us to have the insight of His abundance of resources and that we can trust Him. We can have complete confidence in Him. We can have a certainty about who He is and what He's going to do in our lives. We don't have to worry about it. We don't have to be asking ourselves, what if, what if? We just need to be saying, thank you, Lord. Need to believe that God can do what He says He will do. And if we have an understanding of that, if we understand, we know what he is saying and what he's going to do, it flows. It's like a, it's, it's the same thought Paul is saying over and over and over again. He says, I want you to have a certainty about it. I want you to understand. I want you to have a knowledge of it. I want you to have the mental putting together of this so it just flows in you, that you don't have to always be worrying about it and fretting about it. It just comes natural. It flows. That's the cool thing about flow. It just happens. You know, sometimes it's flowing a little bit. Sometimes it's gushing. But where it's flowing, if you if you get into that flow, good things happen. The Lord wants you to have that that flowing mentality about about what he is and what he has said and what he will do. He wants us to have a certainty in our thinking and we're not we're not worrying about the future. You know, tomorrow is going to take care of itself. And it may be it may be a struggle. Next week may be seemingly impossible to you right now. Next year, you may be thinking oh man, I'm going to never make it or You know, you're going to be thinking, how can I ever retire? What am I going to do when I retire? Man, I wish I could retire. Whatever. I was tired once, and then I got retired. No, I never am going to retire. I just keep getting more tired. But that's that's the way God wants us to be, though. He wants us just to keep going and not worry about today, not worry about tomorrow, not worry about next year. Just put our trust and confidence in Him. And God says, if you'll worry about, just worry about walking with me, I'll take care of the rest of it. Seek first the kingdom and His righteousness and all the other stuff will take care of itself. So, Lord, I pray that you would help us to put our trust in you. that we would have that certainty and that we would not hesitate to just say yes. Whatever you ask us to do, whatever we face, Lord, that we would keep our eyes on you and we would have that certainty knowing that you have an abundance of resources and there are no limits of what you can do. And Lord, I thank you that there's no limit to what you're willing to do. Thank you, Jesus. It's not a matter of trying to find out if you will. We just need to believe that you will because we know you love us you. and you want to pour out your goodness. That abundance of resources. Thank you, Lord, for that. Help us to trust you, to walk with you every day. Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand and worship. Amen.
1: Let the nations sing it louder Cause nothing has the power to say But your name Jesus in your name we pray Come and fill our hearts today Oh give us strength To live for you and glorify your name Your name is a strong and mighty tower Your name is a shelter like no other Your name let the nation sing it louder Nothing has the power to save But your name Is a strong and mighty tower Your name Is a shelter like no other Your name Let the nations sing it Cause nothing has the power to save But your name
3: So Lord, it's in your name that all the good things happen in our lives, Lord. Yes. It's not in our name. It's not in the name of the United States the government, but it's in your name, yes. Lord.
1: thank you. It's in
3: your name. Yes.
1: Hallelujah. And we can
3: put all of our faith and trust. Amen. Lord, I thank you that you are here this morning, Lord. And you, I just ask now that, that you speak to each heart that every person here would be changed, Lord. In your name yes. that we would begin to know that we can be and do the things that you called us to be and do, Lord, that, that we don't have to limit your ability in our lives, that we don't have to limit who we are. We are our biggest enemies, Lord, that we fear and we doubt and we question. Lord, help us just to say yes to you. Yes to you. Just like the like the disciples, you walked right up to them and you just said, come and follow me, and they said, Okay. Well, help me to have that kind of an attitude that I would just say yes to you. Every day, every day, all day long, that I would say yes to you,
2: Jesus When
3: you ask me to speak to someone, yes. When you ask me to pray for someone, yes. When you ask me to give, I say yes. I want to hear your voice and respond quickly, Lord. I want to say yes to you. Help us, Lord, to say yes to you. If you have any special needs you want to be uh, prayed with, just uh, someone will meet you at the altar. If you don't know Jesus, or maybe, maybe you gave your life to the Lord, but somewhere along the way, you took a few wrong turns and you got off the path a little bit. And today the Lord is, He's gripping your heart and He's saying, it's time for you to come back. Maybe today is the day that you need to come back and say, here I am, Lord. I'm giving my yes to you again. Get me back on the right path, Lord. If that's your heart, uh, come and, and let someone pray with you and let someone encourage you. As we sing this last song, if you want a special prayer, you can come. And uh, if, if we need to, we'll stay after church and pray with you or talk with you. that even though you know everything about us you still love us and you still want to have this relationship with us help us Lord to to know that your love is greater than our our failures your love is greater than our problems your love is greater than all of our weaknesses all of our doubts, your love, it is awesome, Lord. Help us to see you as you are so that, that we wouldn't ever doubt your great love for us. Your love that covers a multitude of sins. Your love that invites us to come be your child. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you know us each by name. You know every thought that we have. You know every tear and every cry, Lord, and you respond. And I thank you for that. And may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and grant you his peace. Go and be blessed see you Wednesday and have a great week and continue to know that God's love is greater and every struggle that you face his faithfulness endures forever amen and amen